You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Thursday, it was coordinator day at Arrowhead. We heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo, offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with Steve Spagnuolo, followed by Matt Nagy. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Dave Tope. Here's the Chiefs defensive coordinator. They're nice, aren't they? The ones the guys have one really nice. I got to find one somewhere in the. Might be in my locker. I haven't pulled it out yet. Um, <clears throat> well, listen, a little disappointed in last week, but we're on to the next one, and they do not get any easier because we know in, in times past with this offense, they're tough to defend. So, with that, I'll, I'll just kind of open it up and let you guys roll. What's the challenge with uh, maybe the run game a little bit earlier in games these past two? Yeah, I tell you what, it comes back. We've talked extensively about this week. You know, uh, sometimes I'm not so sure we we hone in on that part of it early, and I'd like us to do that because first and second down has really been, like if you look at it, has been more of a problem for us than maybe third down. We only got them to 10 third downs last week. If you count the fourth down, uh, it would have been 11, those kind of situations, and that's not enough. I mean, you got to get teams into 15, 16, 17, 18 third downs, and then hopefully you win in 12 or 13 of them. That didn't happen. So that that part of it has been a main focus. Joe's been all over it. Brendan, the upfront people, it's all 11 guys. I'd like us to see, see us play better. When you, when you pull them all out and you look at the ones that are going for longer yardage than you really want to, um, everybody's playing a part in it. It's not just one guy or one person, and so everybody needs to clean it up. Potentially with a, a cast, what kind of boost can Nick Bolton provide in that regard? Well, I'll tell you what, he provides, he boosts me, because uh, he, no, I, I mean that, like he's an energy giver. Um, I, I know the guys feel that in the huddle. You know, we've had a, a day, yes, two, Tuesday where we do a little walkthrough, yesterday where it's, you know, he's just, everybody knows what he's all about and what he brings and how he communicates and um, you'd have to ask him a little bit more exactly, you know, he, he knows where he's at with all that, but I, we trust the trainers and, and Nick on that. You, you said a minute ago, Bob, you want guys to maybe hone in on the, the running game a little more. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that, what that means? Well, I mean, I just, sometimes, listen, we all want to, everybody wants to get after the quarterback, we want to get him in the passing situations. That doesn't, you can't do that until you earn the right to get him in that. So I think we all need to hone in on that part of our game, you know, defensively. And just stiffen it up a little bit. I think that'll help us do a lot better in other situations. You know what I mean? We, we need to do that. Steve, with the first, two, the last two games, you know, the, the starts where yeah. the teams have had touchdowns, anything you're trying to address with the team, you try to alleviate that because the first 10 games didn't have much of that. No, I know. It. We went from one extreme to the other, it feels like, right? Um, and listen, we, we say it all the time. We, would, we want our quarterback to play from ahead, or, you know, we don't want him to be playing from behind. We don't want our offense doing that. So, there's been a focus on that, or it's tight. I mean, how much can you really focus on it, right? I mean, we just got to 
line up, buckle it up, put the chin strap on, and go out there in the first series and get something done. Um, now, I will say this. Offenses are, you know, we all know they script plays, right? So they're, they're pretty good on those first 15. We've got a lot of teams that we play. This team's really good at it. Um, if we can win that first series and keep some points off the board, I think that helps our whole team. Of coverages in the back end, obviously a, a very good group in the dime personnel. But yeah. is there less that you can do without Brian Cook, or how much does Brian Cook's absence change the equation? Well, we'll miss Brian because I, I, I think he did a lot of good. The one, the things that stick out, a couple of plays that stick out for me and Brian. I keep going. We've talked about this before that play in the Jet game where, you know, he's made some open field tackles that are really important. We need the guys that go in there for him to do the same thing. I think we're really fortunate in having Mike Edwards because Mike will be the guy that will fill in there for Brian. And Mike's a cerebral guy that has picked up the defense really well. Even when he's in there, you guys see he's been rotated in there a little bit more, and that's, that's a compliment to him. So hopefully we don't skip a beat from the standpoint of how we function with the chemistry, and we got kind of trust in Mike to do that. Was there something about this roster that prompted you? It seems like you rotated guys in. Back early? Yeah, early yeah. in the season. Like, well, I think we might have talked about that one day here. I know I've talked about it with the coaches. I, I believe in that uh, early in the game to get as many people. It's a long haul, you know, 17 weeks. Guys are going to get dinged and get hurt. And thank God we did it with Drew initially. We've always had Mike going in and out, and then it got to be a little bit more. He, he kind of earned that. Um, you know, Charles, same thing. And, you know, when you get in these games and, you know, you get into the fourth quarter and you got a number of plays under your belt, it's, it's good to have fresh guys. I think that's really important. And, you know, one of the things we do, I don't, I don't know if you guys, you, get, you may or may not see it. Like you see it at times. Like, you'll always see us when we do little walkthroughs out there, splitting two groups. Like, it's not just one group with a bunch of guys watching. We believe in everybody being ready to play. I think that's really key when you get to this part of the season. We were talking yesterday in the locker room with Trent. McDuffie, and he was talking about he thought he'd made a few mistakes with his eyes the past couple of weeks, eye discipline. Yeah. How do you coach that? And, and, oh, yeah. And what, I mean, it's obviously very important. It's trained. I mean, we talk, we've talked about eye discipline right, from the, right back to OTAs. I, there's, I have a PowerPoint still. It's a tiger, you know, with all you see of his eyes. You ever, guys ever see the picture of uh, – I know you've all seen Mike Singletary's picture. Right, with those. so we've got that one. I mean, we're always talking about it. Now, we, we can only go so far in training the eyes. I'm talking about the coaches, and at some point it comes back to the player to make sure, you know, we, we teach what you should look at before the snap. It's up to them to actually look at that. But we, you can see it all around the league. Guys want, with wandering eyes looking, and they either lose coverage or lose somebody. And it happens up front, too, with the D-line. Uh, you know, a D-line is supposed to have this gap, but he starts peeking. And then the back makes you look bad. So eye discipline is really important. Steve, with the offensive coordinator only having two games under his belt, how do you navigate what their tendencies were versus what yeah, were? Not easy. Um, you know, we, we'll lean on the, the two games that he has called. I don't think they've strayed too far from what they do. I mean, the quarterback is still the quarterback. I think all good coordinators, and Joe's a good one, um, will have the quarterback doing the things he's comfortable with. You can kind of see some of those things on tape. So I don't think they'll stray too far. Allen, Brian Gilly, you've seen a lot of different quarterbacks, quarterbacks that can run. Yeah. Uh, how is, you know, is, is he one of the better ones? Is, is yeah. passing skills make him tougher to defend? It's hard to bring down. He's such a big dude. I mean, I can't find too many clips on there when he scrambles that he slides. It 
turns into a fullback, really. I think he's an elite competitor. You know, every time you go against him, I mean, even when you hear him on the sideline, that to me that elevates him. And the the threat that he has, being a pocket passer and throwing it as a strong arm quarterback and getting out of the pocket, extending it down, he's always looking downfield. And I, there's a, I know I put a PowerPoint up yesterday. I, you can check this, but there, he scrambling and then throwing it how many passing yards I think it was over 400 it's like 483 or something I think it's the best in the league so that speaks volumes to what you're talking about um, and he can tuck it and run it too Is it just kind of in, in theory not necessarily him you've got a guy who can run he's done run some kind of power stuff that, that Josh does but when they go on the sideline is that difficult guys that are runners <laughs> like him to not end up getting that personal foul penalty and yeah you have to that's something you yeah, yeah. because the minute you back off and not want to get the penalty, they go another extra five yards. I mean, uh, our guy's pretty good at that, too. Um, that's a fine line. Like, even, uh, was it last week? Did, did they get flagged for one? That, yeah. I just happened to look at the, you know, the replay, and I, and I know it was close or it looked close, but it probably could have gone either way. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's, not easy for our, it's not easy for defensive guys in that situation, to be quite honest with you. And as big as he is, if all of a sudden you pull off and he wants to go forward, he gains another five yards and it's first down. And when in doubt, best hit him, right? Uh, just be smart about it. Don't hit him in the head and all the other things. But he, you know, the other thing that he's really good at, and he's so strong and big, is he has a mean stiff arm. Like, he's got the ball in one hand ready to throw, and he can hold guys. You know, and you're a little kid and the older brother. Yeah, sometimes that's kind of what he does. I mean, he's, he's really good. I got a lot of respect for him. We good? Three more, sorry. Okay, you got it. You mentioned about uh, splitting up into groups during the walkthroughs and two groups. I'm assuming that's where Jack with Cochran would get most of the yeah. in the middle. So how much does that help you? I, think, I mean, you could ask Jack, but I think those guys uh, find that really valuable. You know, we always say be on the sideline, get mental reps. I mean, you got to do that if you're not out there. But there's nothing like standing out there and actually doing it. And, yeah, we're lucky. We've got a, we've got a bunch of... Um, managers and scouts and people that help us all the time. The doc, doc's out there, Sean's out there all the time. You just need a body, right, to say they're doing this. And Our guys are great. I mean, they, they love doing it. I yell at them once in a while to do it right. Uh, Steve, how much does first down success rate for the offense and the eye discipline come into to effect, or does it get even more magnified when, the, when a team like the Packers does play action? Yeah, well, I mean, the play-action part of it is, listen, when an offense puts a play-action pass in, they're trying to mess with your eyes. They're trying to show you one thing and have it be something else. So you've got to find something in your film study, and this is what we spend a lot of time on, high hats, low hats, and the O-line, you know. Get your eyes out on wideouts. If they're not blocking somebody, might be a pass, you know. I mean, there's little things like that. If all you do is stare at the quarterback, and this is where sometimes guys get in trouble, that he's going to get you in trouble because he's the guy making it look like a run or, you know, making it look like uh, they, they have a draw that pops back to be a passer. Um, you got to play, you have to play defensive football with your eyes. Our, our side of the ball is all reactionary, right? You got to make sure you're reacting to the right thing. So we give, I mean, we're giving them all week long things that they should be looking at pre snap, when the ball is snapped, and then go play. At that point, it's up to them. Oh, we wore Sam out. <laughs> Alrighty. Have at it.
Um, looking like no Pacheco maybe this weekend. What's it going to look like without him the first time this year? Well, we'll see. You know, I think that uh, it's it's one of those mentalities that we always say. It's a cliche that, that you know, next man up um, if it goes that direction. And I think that that room has done a good job. That's one of the things, building depth in that room. Um, when you have that, um, it, it's always nice to have. So, I mean, you know, Pops has been phenomenal for us all year. You can see, you know, he brings that energy, that physicality, um, you know, really starting to become that leader as well. So, um, you know, the the – the other guys in that room have done a really good job all year long of just really starting to uh, com- complete that room with joining him, um, doing all the stuff we ask, and it's got to be the next man up mentality. I know we're talking about potential here, so you know, we'll see, but what's the yeah. challenge of a former first-rounder kind of getting a, a role kind of dialed back and then having to maybe come in and be that guy again? Yeah, um, I think that's these guys being professionals, I think um, the really good ones probably pre- they should prep like that every single week. You just never know. Um, when your opportunity is going to come. And so whether it's uh, um, in the beginning of the week or middle of the week so you can get some practice reps or sometimes and a lot of times for the quarterback, it's in the spur of the moment type deal. So it's uh, it's your job as a professional to always prepare the right way. And then when you have that opportunity and, and Clyde and these other guys in there, you know, Clyde's a vet, so he, he understands that. He gets it. What do you see from Clyde lately, just his opportunities? Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's. His speed looks good as far as his, his running between the tackles. Um, he's been really, really good, um, even me- mentally. When you go through a transition or you go through what he's been through the last couple of years, I think for him, he's he's been a really good mentor and leader in the room. It starts there, and then when you get on the field, when given opportunities, he's trying to make the most of it, and that's what I respect the most about him. And. Um, you know, in these situations, the running back position gets hit quite a bit. So if you have a, an injury or you have somebody the next man up, um, you want to have a guy like Clyde that's ready. How has Denaric been following it coming up along? Pretty good. Yeah, he's been doing well. He, he's he's a he's a quiet kid. So there's there's uh, I think he just kind of takes it all in. And when we jump in and out of the the running back meeting rooms, he's he's in there always locked in. Um, and this is a, a again for him a great opportunity to. Kind of like Rasheed when he got in here, everything was very fast, and, and so it was like that for Deneric too. And he, he's not getting the game reps that Rasheed has, but the mental reps, seeing how pra- how uh, practice goes, how meetings go, and he looks he looks good. He looks fresh. Matt, you guys are talking about being on the same the receiver quarterback being on the same page. It's obviously option routes. Like mm-hmm. How many options are you? You think of the old option football? We got fullback dive, we got the you know the pitch, the quarterback. There's mm-hmm. three options. When you do those option routes, how, how many different options are there for the receiver to take that the quarterback and receiver have to work through? Maybe are you not, talking run game or pass game? Pass game. Like, and, like a quarterback receiver when, when, when he has it. Yeah, sure. In the route. There's there's uh, there's several of those, um, you know, at different times, different positions, different areas of the field, whether it's boundary or field. And those are some of the ones that take feel and time and reps when you get into that. So I think what we got to do is as a staff um, value the amount of, um, time, reps, and feel that these guys have, and, and, and that's... But, but are there three options, five options? Seven oh, in the one route? Yeah, it depends what offense you're in and what your rules are. Everyone's different. And then on, I think you guys would call them a crossing route, defenses would call it a pick route, right? Like when you do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. How like a little is, mesh route? Yeah, yeah. How important is it when you're going to focus on that is the guy who's coming across to make sure he creates traffic? Yeah, you, you want to you be able to... Uh, Again, there's a there's a little bit of a feel. There is um, every defensive look is different, 
So it's, it's kind of understanding that. There, there's a lot that goes into that kind of stuff, whether it is crossers with mesh routes. Um, everyone does them. It's, it's how you do them. There's rules within that and, and what you can and can't do. So I think uh, a lot of times in the offseason, you hit through, you touch on a lot of that stuff and detail it. When you get to the game, you see what the defense does, and then you, and then you work through that. Is it not a rule? Like on a, on a slant, you've got to get inside of the guy, right? Nope. Slant, it's all different. There's a million rules to ever, to all those routes based off of that, yeah. Matt, as an offensive coordinator, what type of characteristics and mentality have you been wanting to instill in the offense this year? Kind of put your stamp. Yeah, well, you know, we, first of all, you start with the leaders that we have. These guys have been doing this in this offense. I'm, I'm speaking of, of uh, Pat and Kels for a long time. And I think for, for us mentally going into this year, we understand that it's going to be a different year identity-wise. We are, we are getting that. I think we're there. Um, now it's just fine-tuning it. Uh, but we got to have this, this ability to make sure that when adversity strikes, you know, the leaders in the room take over and, and uh, we as coaches can, can help with that as well. So being tough-minded, um, being physical, playing smart, uh, and, and scoring, scoring points is really the, the easiest way to say it. And th- you navigate through some of that as the year goes on. But the guys are seeing right now that where we sit, um, it's hard to win in this league. We got the talent. We got the guys. We got to – it's now time to, to really start – you know, putting this thing together and make this push and, and play our best football at the end of the year. And kind of speaking of points from a red zone perspective, what are the points you've been hitting with them over the past couple of weeks to convert some of those field goals? And sure. Um, opportunities, stay away from penalties and, and, and stay away from turnovers. The two, the two easiest are the penalties and the turnovers are simple. We know that. We've been saying that all year. That it's, it's, uh, that those got to be eliminated. And then the execution down there, things are tighter. Everything happens faster, so for us, we got to be able to. Uh, to me, that situational football is a mindset. You got to be locked in at all times, and you got to understand. Not not that every play isn't important, but you get down there now, you got to understand. Like, you know, we had two possessions in that first half last game, so when you get those opportunities in those possessions, you got you, you got to come away with seven, not three, uh, and so that's really what we're hitting home right now. Last two. Mm-hmm. It, it's at all points. So, I mean, adverse, yeah, I mean, it could be get down 14 nothing. It could be a turnover, sudden change. Um, at, at different points, just understanding. And, and we're kind of going through that right now. We know Pat and, and Kels are the natural-born leaders. We know that. But it's now these younger guys that are coming in, the new guys that are coming in. As we go through these times, um, you know, these guys, what do you do in that moment? And... You know, it's not just on game day, but what are you doing throughout the week? Practicing fast, practicing hard, um, being locked in at all times, because that's going to take over on the game day. And we're about to head into a game this weekend, as we all know from playing these guys a lot of times. Um, this is going to be one of those, those ones that you better get ready to, to get going. And uh, there's going to be highs and lows in the game. Where are we at? How are we getting callous? And how are you going to react to it? What's the mindset? And so you better be freaking locked in and ready to go. No, and, and again, the, the frustrations, that word's used or you, you see that or you hear that, but, you know, 
for us, we also we try to honestly, and I'm I'm not just saying this. Like, there's a lot. These guys are doing good things. Like, they're they're executing. They're doing good things. It's it's eliminating the negative stuff because we're right there, and so sticking together through those times, um, knowing that we we're, we can be better, and we just eliminate uh, a few things here or there. We're going to be right where we want to be. So. We try to stay positive in this thing, and you know, you start to get too negative, and then all of a sudden, guys start playing tight. That's not what we want. Like, stick together. Um, we understand we got good talent, and we're going to go out there and really do our thing. And this is where, as a team, you got to lock in and have all three phases going in this December football to make that push. So, um, I don't know if I answered your question, but I just know that these guys are doing a good job of sticking together, and now we just got to go do it. Matt, I know. Uh... Kinnan hadn't played the last couple of weeks because of the injury, but even before that, he wasn't playing a ton other than maybe on third down. Mm-hmm. Is there something going on with him? Is it a load management thing with him, or is there a reason maybe he hadn't gotten a little bit more? No, I'd say, if anything, it's probably just load management. I mean, he's been in the league quite a, quite a while now, and uh, but he takes care of his body. He does everything the right way. I mean, he had a very productive year last year um, in parts of the, you know, the offense, and so... Um, that combined with some of the, what he's been through injury-wise, you just want to be smart with him. And again, we're getting to that point right now in the offense, and um, and then you have a you, you have you know that running back position. You want to have depth, but we love where he's at, and he he's been phenomenal in that room as a leader and as a player. Thank you, everybody. All right, thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He announced today that he retired, and uh, what a great guy. I got to coach him eight years at Chicago, and I just wanted to mention that first. Go ahead, fire away. You had more kickoff returns uh, Sunday night than I'd seen in the game this year, both, both teams. What was it, the conditions? Or? Yeah, the, you know, the cold weather obviously you know, uh, affects the football. Um, you, you can't kick them as high. You, know, you don't get the hang time, so... Gives you an opportunity to, to get returns. You know, you get the ball in your hand, and the coverage is not right on top of you, so you take a shot. I mean, every week is different. You know, and every it depends on who you're playing, who you know, what what their coverage teams look like, and how high they hang the ball, and weather. All those things come into play every week. So, we were able to get a couple last week. Pretty satisfied with the teams. Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought uh, we were one block away on the first uh, kick return. Um, you know, that we had the middle, and then the, the left. We you know obviously got that one out to the. 34, I think, or 34, 35. So uh, those are good results. Uh, you know, 17. Um, Richie is, you know, he's he's done a good job so far. Dave, you see any similarities between Butker and Robbie Gould? A lot. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. Yeah, great. I mean, I've been fortunate to have two great kick, you know, those two guys, and um, you know, and very similar in, the, in their stature. You know, taller, taller guy. Robbie was like, you know, at the time was probably. Way taller than a lot of other kickers in the league, and now you know Bucker's tall, but not the tallest anymore. But um, you know they're both similar uh, in their technique. You know the consistent technique. It's easy to coach and easy to see when they do something a little different than what they normally do, because they're so consistent. Um, you know, just and both of them great guys and, and hard workers. You know, so they're they're a lot a lot similar that way. What's the scouting report about the Bills? Were they like on 
Yeah, very good. I mean, they got the same personnel as they had last year. All, you know, they're all back. Uh, they got one rookie on their special teams. That's it. The rest of them are all you know, guys that played there last year, and they fly around. Very, very good on kickoff coverage and punt coverage. You know, I think that's where they excel. They fly around. You know, they play hard. Uh, a testament to their, you know, to their special teams coach and you know Sean McDermott. He's, you know, he's. You could tell that it's real important to him, and he, he puts a lot of emphasis on it. And um, you know, the kicker, you know, obviously he's missed a couple, but he's still, you know, he's he's a quality kicker. And the, and the punter is 11-year vet, you know, Sam Martin, who's who's a, a great directionally directional punter. So uh, you know, all good. You know, it's it's going to be a good challenge for us. Dave, how would you just evaluate He keeps getting better and better. I mean, he's that's two games in a row now. He made beautiful tackles on on punt. You know, and uh, open field tackles. So, so it tells you a lot about his football uh, ability. You know, he's going to be a great one down the road. I'm enjoying the fact that I got him right now, and I know eventually he's going to, you know, end up being in depth as, a, you know, getting more and more reps on defense. He's already getting a lot now, but he's going to get more and more as we go forward. He's some. He's a player that you should be excited about. Were you able to see much out of uh, Boydo? Uh, for the limited reps that he had, he wasn't bad. Uh, you know, he'll get. There's always a big jump from the first, you know, as a from the first game to the second game. So we're looking forward to seeing that. He got out on the gunner rep and he he beat his man speed wise. That's what we knew he was good at. Uh, he just uh, uh, overstriding in space a little bit and kind of got outside of him, but he did make it spill and where and then Connor made the tackle. Uh, but we're looking for him to take the next step, maybe get a hand on a returner next time, and then the next time get him on the ground. So. You know, it's a progression, you know, with the rookies, um, but he's not afraid, which is good. A couple more. Do you, do you show clips um, of other teams and other players of, of good special teams? All the time. Yeah, we, we have a thing we call the big play tape. You know, uh, Josh Schmidt, our video guy, puts it together every week, and we, we watch it at the end of the week, and it's all big plays that happen, good and bad, and we learn from that. Like, and we... we, we uh, spend a lot of time on it too because uh, I think it's important that you know you look at block punts. Why did that block punt? What would we do different? You know this kickoff return ripped them. Uh, why did they? Why did they get out on it? Because this you know out of position, whatever. So you learn from those mistakes and good things that other teams do, and you know you apply it. You know in your game. Anybody else? Thanks. Everybody. Thanks. Thanks. All right.